This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Eliza Harvey. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 22nd of March. In your Squeeze today, Australia gets a health check, COVID's on the march, regulating cryptocurrency and the happiest place on earth. This is your Squiz today. The Bureau of Statistics has released its annual scorecard on the health and well-being of Aussies across the country. 11,000 households were surveyed between August 2020 and June last year, so during the height of the pandemic. The samples were taken, they've been taken off to the lab for analysis, and now the results are in. What should we be most concerned about, Dr Kimball? <laughs> yeah, poor patient if you have to come to me for medical assistant. <laughs> but what the Bureau says is that uh, 75% of Australians have a long-term health condition. So that's things like a food allergy all the way up to cancer. And almost half of us have at least one chronic condition. Uh, so those are things that you need long-term health care for, uh, and they can also limit daily activities. Uh, there's no comparison in this survey because uh, what has happened is during that COVID period, the Bureau of Statistics have had to collect their data in a different way. So they're not comfortable with comparing it to results before. But certainly what the experts say is it's about on par with pre-pandemic conditions. Uh, when we look at what those chronic health conditions are that Australians are suffering from, the most common are mental and behavioural conditions. About 20% have that. Uh, also back problems and arthritis. Uh, the big issue, of course, to call out is that mental health issue for young people. Uh, expert Pat McGorry, who is a former Australian of the Year, says that it's currently at really difficult levels. And Professor McGorry said when it comes to mental health, things were deteriorating before the pandemic, but the last two years have really put pressure on the young people in particular, as you mentioned. So Claire, is there any good news in there? There is a bit of good news, and that is that uh, more than half of us, 56.6%, say that that they're in excellent or very good health. So that's good news. Uh, also, there's a really interesting stat around smoking. 83.3% of 18 to 24-year-olds have never smoked tobacco. Smoking, of course, is one of the largest preventable causes of death uh, and disease in Australia. It kills more than 20,000 Australians a year. Uh, so the experts say that shrinking the rates amongst young people is really encouraging when it comes to looking at that uh, health burden later in life. Uh, also, we're not doing too bad on the physical activity. About three quarters of adults are getting about 150 minutes of the huffy puffy uh, in a week. That certainly was the case in that week before the survey. Yes, and when it comes to the official advice, 75 to 100 minutes of physical activity at a vigorous pace, plus two strength or toning sessions a week, is what we should be aiming for. Claire, time to get our runners on. <laughs> Staying with health, 
COVID is back on the march across Australia. Cases were up 37% last week compared to the week before. Officials say it's the new variant that's causing cases to rise again, Claire. Yeah, looking at the stats, uh, COVID cases have increased in every state and territory except for the Northern Territory. Uh, And when you look at New South Wales, there was a very sad confirmation yesterday that a two-year-old child had died of COVID. That child was previously healthy and had no underlying health conditions. Uh, That happened last week. Uh, He was the second child in New South Wales under five to die of COVID. Uh, And experts say that it was an incredibly rare and tragic occurrence. When you look at vaccination for little kids, there's currently no COVID jab for kids under five. Uh, In the US, Pfizer and Moderna have been trialling vaccines for little kids. Uh, But it's very tricky because reducing the dose to make it safe for them, uh, what they've found is that they haven't been able to make the vaccine as effective as it should be. Yeah, really disturbing news out of New South Wales yesterday. More broadly, epidemiologists predict that the latest wave of the Omicron subvariant, known as the stealth variant, is expected to peak in the state next week. Overseas now to some news out of China overnight. A passenger jet flying on a domestic route in the south of the country from the city of Kunming to Guangzhou has crashed and there's no sign of survivors, Claire. No, there were 132 people on board that flight. Uh, There are a lot of rescuers there under orders from President Xi Jinping uh, to look through the wreckage, but they haven't confirmed death toll yet, uh, although it doesn't sound very hopeful that there are any survivors. Uh, Xi Jinping has also ordered an urgent investigation. There's lots of speculation about what happened with that flight, but what they do know was that it was close to its destination when it crashed in the hills. The flight trackers show that it dropped thousands of metres in three really terrifying minutes. So uh, lots of questions about what happened there. Yes, and air safety standards in the country have improved a lot since a string of accidents in the 1990s. And And at this stage, this crash is looking to be the worst since 1994, when a China Northwest Airlines plane crashed, killing all 160 people on board. Cryptocurrency used to be used for underground transactions that people didn't want tracked, think money laundering or tax evasion, but things have come a long way over the past decade or so, and yesterday the federal government announced a big overhaul of the system that governs crypto in order to bring it into line with the existing financial services industry, Claire. Yeah, that was an announcement by Financial Services Minister Jane Hume. What she says is that that whole sector uh, has come a long way way, as you say, and that there's a need for it to mature into a way that it's taxed uh, like other assets are taxed. So looking at what happens with digital assets, uh, also requiring protections for investors from unscrupulous operators uh, and regulating those digital exchanges. So it sounds all very technical, but it's really making it more formal uh, what we know about crypto. So whether you're looking at Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies, uh, they have seen lots of fluctuations, lots of ups and downs in valuation, but the industry does want proper investment in it. uh, And that, of course, means regulation. So it is actually welcomed by lots in the sector. And interestingly, data collected last year showed that a quarter of Aussies either held or previously held crypto, making us one of the biggest adopters of the currency on a per capita basis. 
Nordic countries like Sweden and Iceland often rate very highly on the various good living indexes because of their generous social welfare schemes. And in a new report from the UN, Finland has again been chosen as the happiest country in the world, Claire. Yep, fifth consecutive win, so well done to Finland. I haven't been to Finland. Oh, no, I haven't. (laughs) I obviously need to go. I haven't either, but I would have thought not having a lot of light for a lot of the year might be a bit of a downer, but no, they seem pretty happy there. Uh, Also, there must be something in the European water when you look at the top five. It then goes Denmark, Iceland, uh, Switzerland and the Netherlands, so uh, definitely something over there about being happy. Um, With the world now being a third year into the pandemic. Uh, There was a focus on COVID and wellbeing and what the authors say is that having social support and also generosity to one another uh, was really important, as was honesty in government. Wow. Well, that all makes a lot of sense. As for Australia, we maintained our 12th place on the list for the third year in a row. At the other end of the scale, Afghanistan was ranked the most unhappy, with Lebanon and Zimbabwe also ranking poorly. Squiz the day, Claire. What's going on today that we should keep an eye on? Uh, Today is World Water Day. The focus uh, for this year is groundwater and sustainably managing it as a precious resource. Of course, Australia, particularly the eastern coast, has seen way too much groundwater in the last few weeks. It looks like we'll get a bit more with La Nina hanging around. Yeah, that's right. And a really important topic for everybody who works on the land here in Australia. That's all from us this morning. If you like what we do, you might want to leave us a review on your podcast app. It really helps us grow. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit-for-member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy-to-understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.